Hi there, Coach Paula here. I know you're getting a lot from season one of Make Him Wonder, and I want you to get even more in season two. Go now to the 8020 Wonder Club and become a member. The 8020 Wonder Club is a membership club where you'll get all the new episodes of season two the moment they come out. Otherwise, you're going to miss out. That's the 8020wonder.club. Make this your year to be consistently mindful of what it takes for a relationship to go the distance. Go to the 8020wonder.club and I'll see you in the clubhouse. What is in males that makes them more at risk for doing stupid things, making bad choices, and even feeling omnipotent in that they'll get away with whatever it is that they choose to do? Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Groom, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. This episode may come as a surprise to some of you, as yes, you're not mistaken. There was already an episode 80 that was released and out for a number of weeks. And if you've been following me on any platform, whether that be Instagram, Facebook, YouTube here or wherever, you know that I am quite a private person, both personally and professionally. For those of you who, who work with me, you know, we get a little more into some of the uh, the personal aspects of my life. But uh, certainly uh, in a public forum, I do keep that uh, to a minimum. Some would say that that's not a great uh, way uh to, to be in our world now where everyone's competing for eyes and ears and things that are sensational uh, make the mark, but that's not how I choose to be or uh, do business. If that's what's necessary, um, I, don't, uh, I don't necessarily agree with it um, or, I guess, adhere to that regardless. I know that I have my great women tribe that understand the why of that and appreciate it and respect it. Uh, it, again, uh, doesn't uh, make a lot of sense uh, to those in today's social media uh, who put everything out there in society, but I like to serve women not only in my work with each individual, but always as a model with what I believe works best with men vis-a-vis success in love and romance. You know, by virtue of the name of this podcast, Make Him Wonder, and my number one gender gap, women love through knowing, men love through wondering, 
if we put everything out publicly for men to see, we lower their wondering and thus lower the potentiality of gaining their deepest love. Additionally, as we continually discuss here, due to the prevailing male-brained Madonna whore dichotomy, which has men putting women in the category of either a woman for a relationship or a woman to just have fun with, I believe it's necessary and prudent to be seriously mindful of our public personas. So this episode 80 is an explanation and a way to bring you up to date on what has been happening for me professionally and why this replacement episode was and is necessary as well as a chance to talk about what we do as women when a man in our lives throws us a big curveball. A bit about how I am regrouping, and of course, as always, a talk on the differences in men of which we must always be aware. Not easy for me, as maybe you're hearing in my voice, so bear with me to some degree. So as you may know, my former producer, and I'm not going to be giving more of a platform here, nor do I want to dwell on the negative, as this is all about moving on from inevitable challenges that come our way with men. But my former producer was charged with a third degree misdemeanor that given the nature of it was spread across the news and internet in late October of 2021. Again, as I don't wish to exploit the situation or cause any further harm or hurt to anyone, I'm not going to address it or my feelings, opinion, or any more about it other than to state that if true, I'm shocked dismayed, extremely disappointed, and very disheartened. The act in question is one that is completely against my values. While a professional relationship, as with many professional relationships that span a number of years, a trust and feeling of mutual positive regard developed Unfortunately, my trust was broken, and at this time, the most I can do is to attempt to gain understanding and to try to heal the wounds of all involved with the one thing that I, as a woman, have at my disposal to a great degree, empathy and compassion for all, even for those that I don't agree with. I'm recording this the first week of November 2021. If you've been waiting for the 8020 Wonder Club to premiere, this will serve as a bit of an explanation for the delay. I was so excited for the launch of the club in late October, and basically I was completely held up professionally and on a personal note, blindsided by the allegations against my former producer. 
Suffice it to say that in the past 10, 10 days to two weeks, I've been, I've been battered and bruised by lemons that weren't just given to me by life. You know that saying, um, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. But these lemons, I feel, were pelted at me at high speed. So I'm simply making lemonade from the lemons that are salvageable, so to speak, and ergo this, this episode. One way for me to do that is to make this new replacement episode 80 about how to bounce back and move forward when shocked, hurt, or otherwise feeling betrayed by someone, but in keeping with, you know, make him wonder how we do that with a love or romantic partner. I'm going to go into a bit of the why with some statistics and wrap things up with where we go from here on season two and the 80-20 Wonder Club, which I'm still very excited about. In doing just a few moments of online research before this recording, I pulled up reams of articles, opinion pieces, and I'm sure... I'm sure, but I haven't looked. There are books and more on the topic of men being risk takers, socially more provocative and bold and and all of it, none of which should come as a surprise to anybody. But when it happens to us and touches our lives, we must go through the natural grieving process, if you will, and of course, decide if and in what way we continue a relationship what new boundaries must be in place, or or whatever it is according to each unique situation. Take, for example, the common uh, issue of a wife discovering that her husband has been cheating. It's typically not the actual physical act of cheating that is the most shocking and painful, although it is, of course, but most every woman reports that it's the breaking of the trust that is the most devastating and most commonly the reason a marriage breaks apart and and just can't stay together because mending trust is one of the most difficult things in any relationship once that's been broken. What is in males that makes them more at risk for doing stupid things, making bad choices, and even feeling omnipotent in that they'll get away with whatever it is that they choose to do? I pulled up, like I said, so many articles in the little bit of time I had to prepare for this recording. There's just so much out there. But, you know, I don't recommend filling your mind with it, quite frankly. Again, we're here today to discuss what's happening with me and with uh, the podcast going forward and with the 8020 Wonder Club and to bring you up to speed on the delay of it. But I'm here to help you make the most of your romantic life and make things work with men. That's what we're here to do. And you must remember above all that the vast majority of men are good and they want to do good and be good for themselves and those they love and care about. One of the articles that caught my eye was updated in April of 2018. Frankly, it wouldn't matter though when it was written because I believe all that is in it 
is simply fundamental and as unchangeable about the differences in the male and female brain. It's titled, Why Are Men More Likely Than Women to Engage in Misbehavior? Nice word, misbehavior. So I'm going to read a lot of it here and give my commentary, and then I'll wrap up with where I am with the 8020 Wonder Club and where you can go to connect with me and get more info on it as we go from here. Hello, wonderful Wonder Woman. So glad you're listening to this last episode of Season 1 of Make Him Wonder. And I thank you for your patience during the transition I discuss in this 80th episode. I believe women are love in the world and deserve to have the love that they desire. It's why I created my 8020 Wonder Club. And while it's taken a bit longer than anticipated to launch, there's always good that comes from things that are seemingly not so good. As life has been giving me lemons for the last few weeks, I've had time to come up with additional benefits of the club that will benefit you on your journey to love and happiness. So because I'm thankful, what better day to launch than Thanksgiving Day 2021? Yes, this Thanksgiving Day at 12 a.m. Eastern Time, the 8020 Wonder Club will be launching as I'm forever grateful for you as a wonderful, loyal, Wonder Woman listener. Of course, I've extended the offer of just 80 cents for the first month and added a few new benefits. As part of your membership, you'll immediately have three new episodes and former episodes in a labeled series for specific dating and relationship content by age and relationship status, an audio library of dating and relationship bestsellers with my commentary, and never before access to me to ask questions. If you don't join, sure, you'll be able to listen to season two the way you do now, but you'll only get one episode every two months. But when you become a member of the 8020 Wonder Club, you'll have immediate access to months of new episodes which will help you reach your relationship goals much, much sooner. The 8020 Wonder Club will help you to stay mindful of being the Wonder Woman you know it takes to go the distance in love. Become a member of the 8020 Wonder Club and commit to doing what works to get the committed relationship you desire and deserve. Go now to the 8020wonder.club. It's just 80 cents for the first month, and you'll be that much closer to making your dreams a wonder-filled reality. That's the 8020wonder.club. T-H-E 8020wonder.club. And I'll see you in the clubhouse. So this article is by Professor Kevin Murphy who is actually in Ireland. He starts it out with an opinion, dot, dot. Understanding male-female differences in behavior is scientifically difficult and politically fraught, but these differences cannot be ignored. You think? (laughs) Oh, my. Um, He starts out with some statistical stuff here, like... 
Mass shootings have become an all-too-frequent occurrence in the United States. The most recent shooting had one very unusual characteristic in that the shooter was a woman. Uh-huh. Very uncharacteristic. However, over 90% of mass killers are men, and the proportion of male homicide offenders is nearly as large. Nearly 80% of the individuals committed to Irish prisons in the last 10 years are men. And the gender ratio is even more extreme worldwide. About 95% of sexual assault offenders are men. And the proportions of men among those found guilty of sexual harassment is also extremely high. And, you know, you can click on these things like extremely high in the article and find out more. But, you know, we we get the the whole thing. I mean, we know this is reflected uh, in our daily lives in terms of news, what have you, all the time. Like that, that old joke, you know, if women ruled the world, it would be a much more peaceful, loving place. But war would break out once a month. That's the joke. And the end of the joke is, but the war would be over in five days. Um, I think it's, um, you know, jokes are rooted in kind of stupid stereotypical stuff, uh, talking about PMS there. Uh, but, you know, I stand by my three C's of women. We are the cooperators, connectors, and caretakers of the world, where my three C's of men are, they are all about challenge, competition, and conquering. And that leads to the difficulties we see. Uh, so he goes on to talk in this article, uh, while many types of crime are thought to be a young man's game, serious financial crimes are essentially often limited to older men who have had the time to rise in the corporate ranks to a position where they can commit such misdemeanors. All of this leads, he continues, to the question of why men are so much more likely than women to engage in a wide variety of misbehaviors. Evolutionary psychologists have suggested that competition for resources in early human society led to the selection for and development of higher levels of aggressiveness in males. The so-called, quote-unquote, male warrior hypothesis. Social psychologists and sociologists note that there are persistent male-female differences in self-control and that these differences are at the root of a wide variety of misbehaviors. They also note that differences in the ways male and female sex roles are defined often give women fewer opportunities to engage in criminal behaviors, arguing that women are more frequently kept at home as a result of different types and levels of family responsibilities, particularly when children are young and are often more tightly supervised. I, I just think a lot of that is just, you know, seriously, um, you know, socially looking at this, that if women were given the chance, they would be committing as much crime and havoc on society as men. I don't believe that because I believe that the male and female brain are very 
different in that way. And then we've got hormones that we do know. Testosterone is the aggressive hormone. And, you know, just, just look around. I don't think when we look at all societies across the board, that this has anything more to do with uh, social constructs uh, than it has to do with really the man in the moon. Criminologists often point to differences in the way boys and girls are socialized towards dealing with risk, leading to higher levels of risk-seeking for men and higher levels of risk avoidance for women. Uh, again, talking about the socialization uh, I just believe that when we are given the same opportunities, women still make different choices than men do. And again, to me, that goes back to the brain. Uh, they go on. Studies of gender and corporate crime suggest that women are less likely to occupy the positions of power and influence that allow them opportunities to participate in large-scale corporate frauds, such as those reported at Volkswagen or Enron. Again, I, I think that it is a, a way for us as humans to try to make sense of this and to um, not demonize men, which I don't think we need to do even if we say that this is not a socialized uh, construct. So one of the uh, emboldened statements here, male-female differences in misbehavior are a worldwide phenomenon, and we are still far from an explanation that fully accounts for this. Again, we don't need an explanation to see what it is that there are differences between males and females. To me, very simple, and usually the best answers are the most that are so simple. The only thing we can say, they go on in this article too, or he does, um, the only thing we can say with real certainty is that local explanations are unlikely to work because of the near universal pattern of male misbehavior. Male-female differences in misbehavior are a worldwide phenomenon, and we are still far from an explanation of these differences that fully accounts for this. So it goes on and on, the article, but I want to get to what it is that I believe is most helpful to you, and certainly to go more into what I am here to do today, to shed just a tiny bit of light on, on what is going on for me and where we go from here. The most important thing, understanding in terms of what, you know, that little blurb that I just read is not the same thing as accepting, nor should it be. And most importantly, I want to address the shock and distress of something that the man in your life may have done and him not considering the consequences to you, your family, his family, friends, children, finances, whatever area in your life it affects, it runs the gamut, including the consequences to himself. 
it seems like it's completely self-serving or self-involved or downright selfish in many cases, and that he doesn't even think about it or consider it. No consideration at all. We, as women, are typically left baffled, blindsided at times. We're shocked. As for us, there's almost never a time when we are not considering our man, our children, our friends, our family, our pets, our plants, any living thing. Every living thing, usually, and in some cases, inanimate things we consider before taking any action in a way men seem to be quite oblivious to. While they're calling it the male warrior hypothesis, I'd like to proffer a male omnipotence hypothesis to account for men doing reckless, stupid, ill-advised, self-gratifying, hurtful, harmful things. The list of negative adjectives goes on and on. And what I mean by this, the male omnipotence hypothesis, meaning that males seem to feel omnipotent in like they can do anything and or get away with anything in a way that women typically do not. And that may have to do with the male warrior hypothesis in that men do not fear things typically in the same way that women do. And given uh, the way we have evolved, the most fearless of men, their genes have propagated throughout history. So the fearful men, their genes tended to die off. And fearless men, their genes, of course, because uh, they were less fearful, they fought off marauders and protected us. And so our progeny continued on, et cetera, et cetera. And so just in a Darwinian fashion almost, the most fearless men have continued on with their genes continuing the species. Ergo, we still have fearless men today, but they don't go out into the wild usually and fight off marauders or um, hunt in the same way for food. And to continue us on, they do it in modern ways. So this is what we are faced with. So I go back to the, the difference in the male and female brain, of course, like I said. And our brains as females function mostly in what I call my three C's of women. We are all about cooperation, connection, and caretaking. So it's so hard for us to fathom how a man who loves us, who loves our family, our friends, our children, the life we have together, etc., would take action without considering all and the whole of things and the risks. But as I write about my book, Why Won't He Commit? Researchers into the difference in our brain, having a fattier corpus callosum, account for our female brain's greater ability to see the whole of things and to put things in a context. While the male brain is wired in a front-to-back fashion, viewing things in a linear black and white way, on or off, stop or go, yes or no, and they are more capable of taking on risk, 
due to having less fear. While we as women may not understand, we must accept this reality of males. The famous uh, Buckminster Fuller quote comes to mind. You cannot change anything by fighting existing reality. He talks about innovation in business when he concludes with the rest of the quote, you simply must make a new model. But we can't make a new model of men and we can't fight the existing reality. Women who do fight the existing reality become bitter and rob the world of what is most needed now, probably more than ever, our greater capacity to understand, love, and take others' needs and feelings into consideration. So what do we do? When we are in a relationship and a man does something that will clearly be affecting us, but he fails to take that into account. And again, I'm gearing this discussion to what this podcast is all about, using a framework of what has transpired for me professionally. And like I talk about in my book, every human, men included, are on a scale of extremes. What we hope to find is a man who lives mostly in the middle of the scale when it comes to this particular issue. I'm extremely blessed to have a husband who has shown to me time and time again that in this area, he's right smack in the middle. Not only with me, but with his friends, his family, his work, our doggy, everything. Before he makes a move, he considers the consequences to others. But I have to state, this is quite rare. So what choices do you make? And how do you go about putting your life back together or in, or in order upon being hurt, shocked, betrayed, etc. by a man who purports to love you? What I believe and have found is most important to do for yourself each and every day, many, many times a day, if you're going through anything like this, especially at first, and especially while in the shock phase, is accept and understand where your man is on the scale. We just referenced the scale. And that it is in no way a reflection of you, his love for you, any of that. It's his male brain. Now again, acceptance is different from understanding. But Understand, it's his male brain. Now, mind you, I'm not in any way excusing the behavior. Understanding is not the same as accepting or excusing, but you want to understand for yourself, not for him. As the understanding of this male-brained phenomena, like the article says, the male warrior hardwiring has nothing to do with you. You didn't create it. You can't fix it or even necessarily change it. While, yes, it's incredibly painful that a man you love, respect, admire, or any positive attribute he has displayed to you can also fail to consider you in actions, it will also help to keep in mind the law of polarity that operates in everything in the universe. The law, uh, basically, that everything just is, it is we as humans that pass judgment on whether something is either good or bad. 
in essence, that in everything we can see a good and a bad. The good or bad is from where you sit. I mean, if we just think of anything, um, I'm thinking of like, um, think of a beautiful living thing like a cat. We can see a cat as mostly all good, all the wonderful attributes about cats. There are a loving, fun, beautiful, smart, uh, nine-lived creature that can give us so much. But if you're a mouse or a bird, a cat is none of that. What if you are a, uh, a farmer and that cat is coming after your chickens or something of the sort? You see, it's simply uh, from where you sit how you're going to view something and judge it as either good or bad. And again, everything has a good and bad component. But we live in a society, we have feelings, we must make choices. And for the most part, we as women will take everyone's feelings into account, certainly more than just our own. Now, we can be in an emotional state and fail to do that, but for the most part, we do it our children, our family, our friends, our pets, you name it. That's who we are. That's our female brain. And again, all on a scale. Some women are more so than others. But choices are hard. What can be helpful if you've felt betrayed or blindsided by your love or someone in your life is, is a few things. The first, I believe, is do nothing. Count to 100 after finding out any news. Get all the facts, of course. Then get support. Go to the very few in your life that you trust, and only those. I think this is so, so important. And somebody, I don't remember where I found this, but it was like a bull, a bullseye. And like if you're uh, doing, you know, um, shooting arrows, the bullseye, and there is that solid bullseye in the middle, and then all these concentric circles going around it, smaller to begin with and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, the bullseye, you may only have one or two truly trusted people. I mean, you're lucky if you have more than three or four. And then each concentric circle is you're in less contact and you have maybe less confidentiality, trust, etc. So only think of those in the bullseye and go to them and get support. And so this support, those very few, leads me to tip number three, considering the future. If you're dealing with a betrayal of your man cheating, say, for example, think about this. Right now you are in a state and you are thinking emotionally, you're feeling, you are not making uh, the most rational choices, perhaps. But if you work things out with that man and go forward, do you want folks other than those in the bullseye that you know hold your uh, your secrets, so to speak, or what have you, close to the vest and don't go around uh, gossiping or talking? 
shaming your man publicly will do nothing to fix your hurt. It just doesn't. Revenge is just the worst possible thing. There's a lot to consider, and you must take the time necessary to work things out in your own mind and with him about the ramifications of any of your actions, because he didn't. And that may be like, well, then why should I care about him? Because it it will come back on you in some way, shape or form. And that's what you don't want. He didn't have the ability to do this. But with your female brain, you do. And if you're not going to completely toss him out of your life, you're forced to do this. And you have a much greater ability to do it. So we, we look at that as a strength. And that's fantastic. So the next tip is deal with your anger away from him first. Don't interact with him at all if you aren't forced to by proximity. In other words, if you don't live with him, if you're not married to him, don't talk to him until you've had the time, the support, all of it that you need to deal with the pain, the hurt, the betrayal, whatever it is. The next is forgive yourself for quote unquote not seeing it. You are not clairvoyant. And and many men you know, are, are really good at compartmentalizing. You would have no way of knowing. Crap happens to good people. Just because you trusted doesn't make you stupid or ignorant or any of the negative adjectives you might be wanting to attach to yourself at the moment. Why didn't you see it? Were there red flags, et cetera, et cetera. That's quite like blaming the victim. And if you've been a victim of your male warrior, so to speak, know that you made choices from what you knew at the time. And most importantly, what he wanted you to know. Now that you know something different, you'll make your choices accordingly. This is not to say, of course, that we don't reflect and think. Were there signs and what am I going to learn from this? Sure. That's what we're all here to do. Uh, Grow, learn, make different choices. The next tip, when you're in your darkest hour, in the early stages of discovery, affirm what you want for yourself, a la affirmations. Affirmations such as, I am strong. I am overcoming. I am an amazing Woman, I am amazing in what I can handle. I am a wonder woman. God is with me at all times. My higher power is in charge. I offer this up to my higher knowing. I am prevailing. Life is good. Notice that all of these affirmations are in the present, not in the future. It's very important. All affirmations need to be in the present like it is done, not something that is going to be done. Make it now. 
once you start these affirmations and they become a part of your daily experience, you will move on much more quickly, as well as have the best possibility of making good choices around the situation in which you find yourself. And lastly, get professional support if things are really lingering and you just can't see your way out of it. Support to talk to someone who has the the objectivity and the skills to help you navigate the situation. Especially if you're truly overwhelmed to the point of feeling frozen or, you know, continuing to stay in anger or negative state or if you're falling into depression, etc. There is no need in this day and age to go it alone. There's so, so much out there on moving through and moving on from betrayal. I'm not going to go into that here as, you know, that could be, oh my gosh, a series of podcasts, as this is simply a replacement episode. And I believed it was in order for me to to give you a bit of an explanation and some of these cursory tips But in concluding today and why I am here doing this, I have been doing many of the steps that I just outlined regarding my business and a professional relationship that I held very dear. I do believe all that happens to us is for a reason. Many times we don't know what it is, but in most cases we discover it later. As Steve Jobs rightfully said, we can never connect the dots looking forward, meaning only in hindsight do we discover why a challenge or adversity was put on us. And like with the law of polarity, there is both good and bad in everything. When one door closes, another one opens. I'm moving forward by closing a door behind me. I affirm in the present that I'm turning the handle on the next door. And your continued support of make him wonder while I regroup and make the transition to season two and the 80-20 Wonder Club means so much to me. I'm blessed to do the work I do as I believe women are love in the world. Continuing to spread that love is what I'm all about, so that you get the love you desire and deserve. Men need and desire our love. The world needs it. Without our female energy balancing the world, well, I I can't even imagine what the world would look like. It's important, therefore, that we don't allow the world to rob us of our female energy by making us masculine energy. Please don't forget that. I have to remind myself all the time. I'm reminding myself by doing this podcast. I'm reminding myself here by affirming it. Remember that you are full of the beauty and wonder of Mother Nature herself. Don't forget that. And as always, and until next time, with the man in your life, please don't forget to make him wonder. 
If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at makehimwonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.